Hello friends, and welcome to the Healing Ground Movement. Now for more content and bonus features, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, all of our content is delivered freely. So please consider supporting the show by donating via the link on our website at healinggroundmovement.com or liking and reviewing the podcast on your favorite platform. Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, today's episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox partners with people who are dedicated to doing the right thing, never cutting corners and always looking for ways to improve. Discover why they're the trusted source of high quality protein for families across the country. At ButcherBox, they believe in better. For them, that means caring about their animals and the planet, treating our planet with respect. It means improving the lives of animals and the livelihoods of farmers. And ultimately, it means better meals enjoyed together. The protein from ButcherBox is never given antibiotics or added hormones. It's humanely raised. Our family loves the convenience and quality and knowing that we are getting humanely raised and sustainably harvest protein. You can customize your box with the right amount of food and variety of meat to fit your family's individual needs. If you're interested in getting a special offer, go ahead and head to healinggroundmovement.com resources to follow the link for ButcherBox. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. I am your host, Dr. Carly Hudson, and with us today, we have Sue Moore. Sue is a health and mindset coach, speaker, writer, and founder of Inside Out International, and she really is coming to us internationally. Maybe you'll be able to guess by her accent where she's coming in from. Uh, Through her work, Sue inspires, empowers, and educates people to heal themselves from the inside out, follow their heart, and live their dream life no matter where they are starting from. And this is, of course, a mission that is near and dear to my heart, as we can all start in really unique situations with our health or arrive there over time and feel like there just aren't really any options for us to find a way forward or out of the situation we're in. And Sue has her own personal incredible story to share with you and then ways that she works with her clients as well. She believes it's possible to turn your challenges into your biggest victories. And so do I. Sue, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Dr. Carly. It's so honored to be here on your show and to meet all all of your listeners. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you and I got to chat like months ago, but our listeners um, don't know your incredible story as I do. Um, Can we dive right in and tell us how you came to the work um, that you do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you can hear. I've got like two birds that have just landed on our, on our veranda there. So they might be chiming into this interview too. So um, thank you. Back in October 2014, um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, MS. It was two weeks out from me running my first marathon. And mm. how that came about to be diagnosed was I had this massive migraine that lasted for five hours. It left me completely numb down the right-hand side of my body and I was unable to feel my right foot. So at that time, Dr. Carly, for somebody who was absolutely at their fittest at their peak, I, I, I didn't understand it. So mm-hmm. after months of tests and gradually going to a neurologist, he diagnosed MS, multiple sclerosis. Um, at the time, he also said that it was an incurable disease and there was, that there was nothing, uh, it was incurable, so there was no, mm-hmm. no cure. Um, he also recommended uh, drugs that I could help that might help prevent um, 
future attacks and might prevent uh, and help with the current symptoms. I took all the literature home and I had a look at it and then I had a look at all the side effects of the drugs. Um, and to me, it made no sense because I remember the neurologist said, he said, um, they might help and then they might not. So mm. I thought to myself, it's something that's incurable that might help, might not, but then you've got a massive list of side effects. To me, that made no sense. Um, with my previous background and understanding and love of the body and diving deep and um, fascinated by people who had spontaneous remissions from incurable diseases, I really believed wholeheartedly that um, the power of the body and the innate intelligence who, uh, that can make us, that can create us, can actually, um, you know, cure us too. So on some level, well, completely really, <laughs> I believe that I created this so I could uncreate it. So I just had to find out Sue's how of her path through, her roadmap through this. Um, a disclaimer here, I know that MS is different for everyone who has been diagnosed it. So I know that what I was able to do is... Um, I don't, I don't think it's unique, Dr. Carly, because how I've done more and more research, mm -hmm. I've found more and more evidence and more and more people who have done similar things to me. So what I did was I took a completely holistic route. I didn't take any medication. Um, I was in a highly stressful job, so I left that. Um, for me, uh, the cold temperature uh, really affected me. So I moved to a hotter climate up in Queensland, which suited my body. Um, so I, I left a stressful job. I looked at all situations that weren't working in my life, so stressful, toxic relationships, um, and, and I just kind of like detangled all of that. I think that's really important to have a really good, solid support network. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I love that you were bringing up uh, is just yeah. kind of in, in your um, disclaimer is that, you know, everybody is so bio-individual and, you know, it, it's funny because we have this conversation with a lot of around other chronic diseases or, or dysfunctions and diagnoses that while your individual path is going to be different because we're all bio-individual and I, I just interviewed a, a gentleman with dystonia and our two dystonia stories were very different, but the things that we do, the category of things that we need to do to heal seem kind of universal. That itself is the panacea. It's it's the details, the devil in the details of what it means for you, whether it's the Absolutely. hot versus cold temperature, what kind of stress, is it relationship, is it work, is it food? All of these pieces we can really personalize on our journeys. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think I think the stories we tell ourselves as well, I think that was massive, the identity with it. You hear a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, because everyone's at a different place, but I really do believe that it's our stories, our events in our life, and the meaning that we put on that story, that label of the event, will either make us or break us. And what I mean by that is when I was diagnosed with MS, Absolutely, 100%. There were many times that I was in the fetal position crying on the floor. There is no doubt. I absolutely 100% went into mm -hmm. victim mode. I just thought, you know, like, why me? I was the fittest I'd ever been. And it made absolutely zero sense to me. 
in the same breath, when I got through that stage of grief, I understood that that was a, a grief of, of grieving my old life as to what my life now would look like. Because in my map of the world, MS meant that you were diagnosed, um, then you were ill for a little bit, then you walked with a cane, then you were in a wheelchair and then you were dead. Mm. That that was my reference to MS. I didn't know of anything else. So I had to research. And mm-hmm. I also said to myself, that's not the life that I want. I w- I'm choosing a different life. So with that choice and that belief of choosing a different life, I stepped into a newer version of myself as to, okay, so I really did have to play mental games with myself. And I mm-hmm. thought, okay, so I'm training for a marathon. If somebody was an elite athlete that was, you know, training for the Olympics, say, and they had a inverted commas a health setback or an injury, how would they deal with things? So I actually took on that frame of mind and thought, okay. So then I just thought it's just, and I had to play tricks with my mind. <laughs> I just saw it as a little setback, and almost. I'm not downplaying it because it is a, a massive diagnosis, but I actually saw it as, okay, it's just, in my mind, I had to downplay it enough that it was just like a cold or, or a flu and that I would get through it. So with that getting through it, I thought, well, um, I had to take on the identity of I am whole, I am healthy, rather than the story of I have a disease or I am um, I am a diabetic or I have cancer or whatever. I never said that. My husband never said that. And my close core friends never identified me as that. They really identified with me as the whole Sue, like the holistic Sue. So that's what I, 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 I kind of stepped into. It's, it's, I, I hope that explanation helps. helps oh, I love that. Too. That you, the, yeah. it's a beautiful frame shift. Um, that that you put forth and this whole idea of um, letting it be a setback, not a dead end. And I really, really appreciate that. And I also really appreciate um, the the gentleness with which you are trying to approach this language because it can seem, um, and and I, I struggle with this myself as well, it can feel callous to say something like, ah, yes, I can't use my legs right now. What a setback. Um, but because not being able to use your legs, not being able to move your body in the way you want is it's, it really is huge. But if we let ourselves become frozen by the enormity of the symptom in front of us, then that is what remains is that frozen, fearful state. If, if it mm-hmm. is, I, I loved, I loved how you were talking about like, okay, so I was training for a marathon. I got a setback. How do I train my way through this? Then it becomes yeah. something that is malleable. And I, I, I caught myself doing very similar things when I w- was suffering from various levels of my um, traumatic brain injury, which is, oh yeah, bummer. Can't use the left side of my body. guess I'm going to have to work on that. And there's a carelessness to it, but it is calculated. <laughs> Absolutely, because um, the more I dived down the rabbit hole and, and I started meditation, I was the most unsettled, 
Um, <laughs> my mum always used to say I would never sit still. So the actual thought of meditating mm-hmm. and like doing OM, you know, like in a meditation session for a whole hour, and I just thought this is going to be crazy. However, I was fascinated by somebody gave me a book for um uh, it was You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love Dr. I love Dr. Dispenza yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I've been to a number of his retreats. And I think that to me was the turning point of seeing his journey and seeing how he was over uh, able to overcome that that horrific um injury that he suffered mm-hmm. on a on a triathlon. Um and to be able to fully reconstruct his whole spine in a meditation I thought wow if he can do it I can too Mm -hmm. I just have to find Sue's how so that was my reference point I went out on Google and I was referencing all these people who had who had um, done amazing things or had spontaneous remissions another lady I forget her name but she I just wanted to know can I run again Um, because that was a massive identity with me and I found Mm -hmm. a lovely lady who was able to run um, with a diagnosis of MS and I thought okay mental note again if she can do it I can too I just have to find my how so Mm -hmm. it was another another reference point I had of the um, amazing runner um, oh now what's his name Um, the four minute mile um, oh, it's going to come to me. Anyway, <laughs> back in, back in the day when he was uh, had this vision of wanting to run a four minute mile, everyone around him said was no, it was impossible. But he mm-hmm. was he was dead set in his belief, um, and um, and eventually he did. And obviously now people are you know getting faster and faster. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the name escaped me. It will come. It will come. It'll come. It'll, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, that, that's not an area of my expertise. I have a couple of names swimming around in my head, but I'm, infer- I'm embar- afraid to embarrass myself with them. Um, <laughs> but, but I love this idea that, um, that you can. Roger Bannister. Pardon? Roger Bannister. Roger yeah, that Bannister. was not one of the names I was thinking. <laughs> Roger Bannister. Perfect. Yeah, there it goes. Um, but <laughs> But this idea that we we come to um, when we look at outliers, and and there are certain pieces like I know Malcolm Gladwell has written incredible, incredibly extensively about outliers. Um, this idea that people spontaneously are incredible, or spontane you know the the four minute mile spontaneously incredible, um, your healing, my healing, spontaneously incredible, and we both know, and I, I'm going to hazard to say. Uh, Mr. Bannister is going to agree with us that there's nothing spontaneous about any of it. That the spontaneous is the medical word for, I don't know how you did it and you weren't supposed to be able to do it, but you did. So now you're in a category of these mm. people and we're going to move on. But mm. we know that spontaneous comes with a lot of deliberate effort and that it is not 100%. unique to us. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. And the and the other thing, um, looping back on a conversation that we had earlier when you were sort of saying about like the mindset is mm-hmm. through the work that I did with Dr. Joe Dispenza and I realized in, in the visualizations and the meditations in my morning and evening meditations, even before I went to one of his retreats, I was imagining in my meditations of 
um, my next visit with the neurologist and mm. him and seeing the two scans before with after, uh, before with eight lesions and then after with none. And I went through that scene in my mind over and over and over again and I felt felt actually being in there and hearing his conversation and I was so excited and so blessed that in my mind I had had healed you know like I saw it like photographic evidence you know and I visited that scene over and over again every day and here's here's a thing for like your listeners or your or your viewers if they're on like watching this on YouTube the power of imagination in your mind, that your mind doesn't know the difference between an imagined event and a real event. To your mind, it's the same. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to visualize your future you or visualize me actually completing the marathon again or visualizing being in the scene with the neurologist. And nine months later, when I actually, that actual physical scene caught up with me and I stepped into it, it was like as if it was sliding door. I'm not being um, uh, pretentious when I say this, but when I actually saw the scans and it was exactly like my meditations, I thought, yep, I know I've been here before. I've <laughs> been here every morning, like for the last nine months. Of course it would catch up. It was just a matter of time. It was just course set in motion it's almost like these you know these um, moments in your time that it's you're just going to run into it you know so um I, I just had to have that strong belief and strong faith absolute rock solid certainty um so that's another thing that uh, that your listeners can do is actually if they're in a predicament or um just to visualize and and to really embody what that version that as you said that 100% like you know supernatural complete version of yourself what what, what is that and um and 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 to get the lessons from what your current predicament is showing you because another tangent if it wasn't for your uh your your um uh you know your your brain um you you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now you yeah, know yeah would you no, and I and and, I help, and helping so many people. So it's just a, a different chapter in your book, in your life book. It's and it takes you on a different path. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think that's the freeing part about doing this beautiful frame shift of of letting it be a part of you. You know, I I don't think what you are suggesting at all is any form of spiritual bypassing. You're not suggesting you know I, I'm doing wonderful I'm imagining that everything is perfect so I am perfect right now you know you still had to contend with the, your symptoms of the day the five-hour migraine is certainly not anything that anyone really is going to mm. just you know sunshine yeah. and roses their way through mm. there's mm. lessons in the grid and the transformation comes from truly believing and not just thinking about being a healthier person, thinking about being a different version of yourself, but believing that you are that different person, that different version, that different scan, that different presentation until you feel it in your very bones. And that is Absolutely. what your imagination and your neuroplasticity goes, oh, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be making. Oh, this plaque over here is not in the process of making that better get rid of it. 
<laughs> Absolutely, because that's that's the beauty of like if you go down the rabbit hole even deeper in your plasticity, as you and I both know, it's your neurons in your brain that are firing. So just imagine an uh, analogy that I always love to use. If you were going from A to B or going to your work and and you were encountering a lot of traffic and a lot of blockages, and then somebody told you, hey, why are you going down that freeway? Like if you cut down here and cut down all the back roads, you miss all the traffic lights, you miss all the roadworks, and you can get to your work in, mm-hmm. save half an hour, you would take that route, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And so it might seem funny or weird, like the first couple of times you do it, And then when you get to that fork in the road where you can either take like the freeway with the amount of traffic lights and the roadworks or around the houses, but still get to your destination quicker, you would take that route. So that's the same in our brain with our our neurons and our our neural pathways. We're just firing a different route and we're just Mm -hmm. firing different messages. We're just firing different stories. So the more repetition that you do with your new story, like like the new route to work, the more times you go there, it's second nature. It's just like, you know, driving a car or cleaning your teeth. You don't have to think about it anymore. You just do it. So your brain knows that. It knows that path. So um, and 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 yes, as you said, it wasn't it wasn't um, unicorns and roses. Absolutely. Because you know, after the visual, after the visualization and the meditation, you get out of that. And then you think, okay, great. I can't feel my foot. Now what? You know, mm-hmm. like I've had a, had an amazing meditation and visualization that I'm going to run a marathon, but how's that going to happen, Sue? Because you can't even feel your foot. Like it's just so it, and so I thought, okay, what can I do? Well, let's go for a little run. Um, uh, you know, a walk and just a test. And then I don't know if you can see my feet. It was almost uh, to my right for you. Mm-hmm. It was that. And then this would just kind of like plop forward. Yeah. And plop forward and keep plopping. And that was okay, but that would just kind of like kick. So again, I thought with my mind, okay, I'm just going to imagine my right leg is like a piston of a train. And, and I'm just going to imagine my leg is like a piston and to imagine, send information from my brain down to my body and make this as smooth an action as I can. And that's what I did over and over and over and over and over again until, um, you know, that small distance to the lamppost just got bigger to 1K, 5K and longer and longer until I was able to complete the marathon. So, um, yeah, another technique for your people to use is just to, um, you know, come back to the present moment and just think, okay, what would that future version of myself, how would they react, how would they go about their day-to-day right here, right now, and make your decisions and your, um, from that place. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of a, a tightrope walk in a way because you do that beautiful deep meditation and you see the finish line. And really, I mean, I love your marathon um, metaphor that you, you brought up at the beginning because it is training. You keep the the finish mm-hmm. line in mind. You visualize yourself at that finish line. Any athlete is going to tell you that positive visualization is a big part of performance. And you visualize that finish line. You visualize getting the gold, and then you arrive back in the present moment of what is my strength right now? And if that is trying to get feeling back in your foot, 
um, because you have lesions that are working their way gone, but aren't yet. Or if that is truly, you know, you're training for a triathlon and you're a able-bodied individual, but you're not strong enough to run 5K. So right now you can only run 2K. It's the same thing. You start with where you're at and you work on the skill set and the strength and the neuroplasticity to propel yourself forward, whether whatever your body is presenting with. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's so important, I think, to have compassion for ourselves too. Because mm-hmm. as I said, there were so many, so many times where I just thought like, you know, I, I, I can't do it. And you fall in your pity pot. And then at the same time, you pick yourself up knowing, knowing and believing that not that this is a test, maybe that's a wrong phrase, but like this, this is part of your life and everyone's Mm -hmm. got their own hero's journey. You know, everyone's the actor of their own life, you know, and, and, and it's just a scene in the, in the whole play. And you have a choice as the actor of your life, how you want the end to, to come about, you know, and, Mm. and, and it's always a fork in the road. I think every moment by moment we have a choice Um, and, and it's not right or wrong. Everyone's different. Um, And, um, and you just have to be compassionate with yourself because you're, you, you are supernatural. Everyone is, everyone has amazing gifts and everyone has amazing energy and creatorship in the same breath that we're, I, I, I believe, energy beings in a physical form. So with that physical form comes the physical human emotions too. So you're kind of like dealing with a number of elements here as well. So mm-hmm. compassion is massive, I yeah. think, for ourselves too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it because it doesn't mean that you can't have a bad day. You know, the, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we can really beat ourselves up if we're on the long journey to somewhere we've never been or somewhere we hope to arrive again and we have a bad day. It can be very tempting to turn that into, um, well, that's it. I failed. I had a bad day. I'm not progressing today. And sometimes bad days just look like good data. They look like what rest looks like for you. They look like what a current limit looks like for you, but it's all very temporary and very of the moment. And so it's, it's also another counterintuitive way of, of focusing. You know, I, I feel like, you know, some of our listeners might be questioning, say like, well, wait, 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 you're saying me to visualize the finish line and visualize that perfection, but you're also telling me to be okay with having that bad day and being gentle with it feels like those combat each other in some way. And in reality, they're part of the same cycle. Can you tease that apart a little bit more for us? Yeah, absolutely. And I I just think, um, I think it's all on a one big journey. If you, if you, if you hop up outside your body and and you look at it over the, over your whole timeline, it's just a a blip in -hmm. your whole perspective. So I think it's a case of it, it is this balance and it is this kind of like, um, oh, well, I'm over here and now I'm back in my body and I've got all these limitations. I think it's just how, how, I, how I dealt with it, how I've seen other people deal with it and how I help my clients as well is to help them understand, have that conversation with that future version of you. 
So that future version of you, that event, like that event in the neurologist office that I explained, has already happened. It's already happened in another time and space. And you, the only thing between you and, and there is, is, is kind of like time, matter. Mm -hmm. So you have to bring that version of you right here as if it's your best friend and talk with it and almost like embody it and come from that place. And, and if you were your own best friend, you would give yourself compassion. You would say, hey, you know what? Like you did the best today, you know, like you mm -hmm. walked three steps instead of like half that's massive you know keep going and like be your own cheerleader you know and or I remember when I couldn't um undo a, a top of um of a jar and I was so frustrated with myself because you know I could I I could have grip and I was frustrated with my body and I was annoyed with my body was letting me down but then I just had to breathe through it and knowing that okay what can I do right now? Mm -hmm. How can I, what assistance can I have? You know, how, is there a grip that I can use? Can I ask somebody to help me? So that was another thing that was massive. And I think breathing really helps. I think mm -hmm. people underestimate the power of the breath. How if you're getting, you know, <laughs> that anxious or that annoyed, that frustration, you know, your shoulders go up and your whole physiology changes just to, awareness is massive that's the number first step of any change mm -hmm. and then just to be aware of your physiology be aware of your breath breath and then like just um you know breathe deeply in and out count for three and then out for three and 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 do that to settle yourself down and then when you're calm mm -hmm. then you can regroup for the next moment and and it's just a moment by moment basis yeah, yeah. But I love, I I love this idea of, yeah. of bringing yourself in this future self who has seen what you've been through, been what you've been through, literally, because it's your future self coming back and giving you that compassion, um, you know, mm -hmm. to give us that space that we can. Um, it, it's a piece where we can learn to talk kindly to ourselves. I think it's no secret that, um, mm. you know, we would never let anybody most of us, I would say, would never let anybody um, treat our friends the way we treat ourselves. But if we can oh. instead have that compassionate voice that comes in and says, I saw how much you struggled to take one step yesterday. This is three steps today. That is amazing. That is such a good job. I am so proud of you. And replacing yeah. the voice that says, what, you still can't walk down the block yet? Come on, guy. Come on. You know, it's, it's a very yeah. different trajectory. Absolutely, it is. And it's, and, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not going to tell yourself those stories, who, who will, mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's, that's the important thing is that it's to be aware of, of what's currently going on in your life. Absolutely. We're not going to, as you mentioned earlier, like this isn't about spiritual bypassing at all. Mm -hmm. You're fully aware of what's currently happening in the moment. And in the same breath, you're holding so true that 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 um, future version of you, and they smack together, they merge, and you embody it. Like that's um, I, I hope my explanation is coming true. It's just a smack, and with that smack and merging, almost like energy merging together, like having two colors, and I don't know, like red and blue, and making it purple. 
that right? Yeah, <laughs> like merging, you know, like when yeah. you're a kid and you have all these colors and you merge them together. So it's that merging of it. And, and with that, that comes, your, you know, your best friend, your, you know, your cheerleader, like, you know, your, your yeah, just, yeah, that's the only word that comes to my mind is compassion, be your best friend. Yeah. Um, well, another exercise that I share with friends and clients as well, Carly, is I just say, okay, so right here, right now, what would your best friend say to you? What advice would they give you? What what encouragement would they give you? And come from that place and mm-hmm. flood your mind and your body with those words of wisdom and that encouragement. And um, yeah, because I think we need it as humans right now. Like yeah. we need encouragement, we need hope, we need inspiration um, to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And and it really creates a new um a, a new dichotomy, a new way of thinking about ourselves and our health. Um that, that's a little bit rebellious, a little bit counterintuitive to what we grow up with. Um, which is I'm, I'm going to flash all the way back to the beginning of your story. Um, as you talked about the cognitive dissonance of, of being at your peak, being at the peak of health and how on earth did this happen? How on earth did you get mm. this MS diagnosis? And within that is baked in this cultural assumption of health is a place that we arrive and we keep and mm. that, you know, we, we aren't deserving of road bumps, you know, where did this come from? And mm. There's a lot of colloquial ways we talk about, you know, no, no day is guaranteed, could get hit by a bus tomorrow. And in that way too, you know, things within our health and, and the way that we exist in the world, there can be things bubbling under the surface. There can be um, concussions coming your way. There can be, you know, pandemics that will float through the world and none of it is promised. But you also have this idea of everyone has their own hero's journey. Everyone has their own journey through this world. And within that, we are all going to have our own challenges. For some of us, and probably the people tuning into this podcast, it is about health and wellness, because if that's where we're challenged, that's where we are seeking knowledge. For some people, it's going to be in their interpersonal relationships. For others, it's going to be um, parenting, personal anxiety and depression. Anything is going to be that struggle that we seek to find our way through in this world. And no matter what we are shoveling, no matter what future goal line of an individual we're hoping comes back and cheers us on through this journey, we all have to make these same decisions about, am I going to let this crush me? Or am I going to let this be something I'm moving through? Am I going to believe the best? Or am I going to believe this is a dead end? And that is the difference that creates the trajectory of remissions, spontaneous or otherwise, or feeling stuck and not letting anything change. Do you witness, are you aware of what you want to change in your own world, in your own self? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh, I couldn't have put it better. That was just awesome. Um, Yeah, it is. It is just like, and I love that analogy of the uh, of the hero's journey. I mean, you look at any movie, they've always got like the ups and downs and you're in there with the mm-hmm. with the lead character. You think, oh, how are they going to get through this? And they always do, you know. It's yeah. like, and it's that moment of decision, isn't it? Um, and some of the movies, you know, if it's Gladiator or, or whatever, like they might say, I might, um, uh, what's that phrase? Um, 
lose the battle to win the war. Yeah. You know, so you, or you pick your battles. It's almost okay. In and and back a couple of conversations when you say, oh, like that day wasn't a good day. Well, that could be in the Hollywood movie. That could be a battle that you might have not lost. You just just it. It just happened in a way that mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like you say, did, you didn't uh, advance. Uh, you know, it, it was a day that yeah. didn't advance you, but you're. It's a day that you're still here. Yeah, absolutely. It's your day that you're still here, and you got the lessons from it, and mm-hmm. you were grateful for that that lesson, and you were your best friend for through it, and you were compassionate for mm-hmm. your for yourself and cheering you on uh, because everyone's evolving at their own rate. Um, mm-hmm. with their own lesson, with their own blueprint. I think we're all as unique as our own fingerprint and mm-hmm. that's your own unique health blueprint. And, um, you know, so I, 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 yeah, compassion, the compassion is massive, really yeah. is massive. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that you bring up all these Hollywood movies and even down to the cartoons that my daughter watches and she, she's five. Mm-hmm. The, we don't watch anything that doesn't have a conflict in it. Those aren't interesting mm. stories. So go live an interesting mm. story and move through your conflict. Use that beautiful yeah. neuroplasticity and the power of belief in your own identity to move through the conflict instead of being squashed by it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think as as kids, we have such a powerful imagination, you know, mm-hmm. like playing with imaginary people or, um, you know, dreaming and wishing. And I think as adults we kind of lose that a little bit and we want to control it or mm-hmm. we're, as as you said, that there's so many different society kind of uh, connotations of how you're supposed to live your life. And if you don't fit, fit that box, then you're not, you're not progressing. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes back to trusting yourself, trusting your own, uh, you know, your inner voice, your heart as to, um, uh, the way forward for you because it's going to be different for everyone and I think I think that was that was a big one of the big keys that I've learned on my journey was to trust me rather than like other people's opinions or experts mm-hmm. um, is just like I gained control back for Sue I thought okay what well, what does Sue now want in her life rather than living a life through other people's eyes like what's right for Sue moving forward. And I think that's another critical thing. And um, I love telling this story of a, a good friend, Joey. Um, I coached her as well. And she was really struggling with the whole, and she had a few health challenges and she was really struggling with um, her health and her vision. And what she realized was that she was, she was visualizing her future through her current limitation. Mm. rather than kind of like stepping out into the future version of herself and seeing that life through those eyes as opposed to thinking I'm here I just want this little bit so it was quite limited so she almost Mm -hmm. like through an exercise we do propelled her forward into this new life and it was really powerful and she's just she's just blossomed she Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, doubled her income. Her health has improved. It's just a, a like incredible, incredible. Yeah, love it. It, it does. It yeah, does I love take a leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the power of the mind, the power of the body, the power of the heart, 
and the human potential if we kind of like tap all of that in the human potential is is massive and we're only just scratching the surface of what mm-hmm. we all are capable of so exciting times it is I mean there is so much research coming out I mean Dr. Joe Dispenza has been working in this for decades Dr. Bruce Lipton as well I mean we we are in an era of epigenetics of understanding um, the the dual capacity of being able to have two realities coexist. I mean, that's just the the very layman's horrible, somebody's going to write in and correct me version of string theory. But if we can have two realities existing at once, why can't one of them be a version where we have the life and the health that we dream of? And why can't we dream our way there? And there are hundreds, thousands of spontaneous stories of individuals who have done just that against the odds of the limited reality of the paradigm, you know, when you talked at the beginning of of weighing your choices and care, of a paradigm that says you won't heal, well, then any option given to you from that paradigm means you won't heal. And that's not, that's Ooh. not to say that we don't sometimes need medications, prescription surgeries to help manage and deal with debilitating symptoms and pain. Sometimes we need that to be able to see our world clearly in front of us, but that can't be the end all be all because the end all and be all of that paradigm is you don't heal, you manage. Ooh. And if you want something Ooh. different, you need to think something different. Absolutely. And I, and I always come back to the, to the sentence, you might've received a diagnosis, but it's not a prognosis and it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a moment in time with new information. And then you have that new information on a certain day and think, mm-hmm. okay, how, what, and, and again, like that's an event when you receive a diagnosis, but what's the story that you're going to tell yourself around that event? Mm-hmm. And what do you then choose to do? Do you choose to be a victim in that story? And like, hands up, I absolutely was 100% in that beginning, um, I was. And then I found my own hero's journey on that to think, hang on a minute, this is not the life that I thought I signed up for. Like I, you know, I actually mm-hmm. want to choose something different. So then I started exploring, okay, well, what does that different look like, Sue? So then I had to completely do what everyone else was doing. And to another key, which is important, is to surround yourself by a community or loved ones or friends who honour you and support you and and to um, are on the same wavelength as you. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I love Um, that. And I really, I appreciate I appreciate your vulnerability of coming back and and referencing to that that place of victim. You know, you did talk about the grief and the why me and and mourning and letting mm. go of a life. And I mm. I really do like the the reframe or the, the framing you used at the beginning about about grieving because grieving is a, a temporary experience of moving through an emotion. Sometimes it feels like victim is a place where we can get stuck, but I would be lying to say that I didn't also get stuck in the grief, in the victim. You know, I think being a victim Mm. is being stuck in the grief. 
And it's part of the process. You you have to grieve. You have to, but it is good to grieve a, a end of life, you know, whatever that end of life may be. And we have, mm. you know, a ceremony and trans- trans- transitions to grieve end of life in the passing of an individual. But throughout our lives, we have so many places where we pass through one stage to another. You know, when I became a mother, I grieved the life of that would no longer exist of me not being a mother. When I became injured again, I grieved the life that I had before that injury. It doesn't mean I'm not happy to move on to the next thing, but there's a there's a cost of letting go. And sometimes that's a lot of tears. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I think you've I think you've just got to like be in the moment and be real with it and explore mm-hmm. the emotions that come up, not stuff them away that's a very mm-hmm. British way of doing, doing it <laughs> stuff them down like you're not meant to feel you know but we are <laughs> beings we create beings and mm-hmm. what I feel emotions are it's that energy in motion so by actually fully feeling it it actually transcends through your body and then you're on to the next thing and the next thing uh, rather than harboring it on um because then it just gets struck stuck in your body um and and can cause uh you know disease there so like definitely be true to your emotions a hundred percent yeah 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 and i love it there's so much witnessing and moving through and arriving in all of your messages so thank you so much for joining me today sharing such an incredible story and transition and and giving us so many key ideas of how to engage with hard things, with, with hope and possibility and, and overall kindness and compassion for ourselves. Um, if any of our listeners are sparked by what you've shared with us today, where can they find more about you and more of what you've created? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. So my website is insideoutint.com. So inside out and then int.com. Um, and yes, you can contact me there or on Facebook, create from the inside out or on Instagram, inside out int. Yeah. So, um, I'm more than happy to help more than happy to have a chat with people who just want to, um, you know, have a chat about their current situation and, and see if we, you know, can potentially work together. And also sometimes people just need a, another ear or another shoulder, um, uh, just to witness and hold space for their story. I know that that's what I was looking for at the start of my journey and I found various people who were able to do that. So it's my turn now to help other people um, Yeah, on, on their journey. And, and know that you're not alone. I think that's a big yeah. one too. Know that there's so much support out there. There's so many more people now coming forward and sharing amazing, um, inspiring stories, what you're doing with your podcast. And um, yeah, it's just incredible. So yeah, you're not alone. Anyone yeah. out there. Well, yeah. And and you, you really, you stole my line there. Cause I say, cause you, just as you said to me, you wouldn't be doing the work and helping the people you're helping if you didn't have the personal knowledge and experience to say, this is what I know. And this is what works. So you know, in, in all of the struggles, we become the gift that we wished we had received and we can share it with others. So thank you for being that for your community. And, um, and and we share all that with this community here listening to us today. And and it just, I I think I can speak for both of us. It just, it, it, it brings all the light. It, it is, it is such purpose and beauty. (laughs) 
Absolutely, a hundred percent. And um, and there's a road through it for anyone out there listening or watching. There's um, um, yeah, uh, Carla and Stu, we've got your back. So please yeah. contact us. <laughs> yeah. <Absolutely. laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Of course, of course, Sue's information will be in uh, the show notes below. Um, I, I really hope that today's conversation uh, sparked a new idea with yourself where, where we can look at these journeys with a both and kind of mentality. It can be both challenging in the moment and be exactly what we need to arrive at that goal line, whatever it is for you and however you imagine it. So spend some deep, precious time imagining achieving the goals, whatever it is you're setting out for yourself without missing the lessons that are in front of you today as you grow stronger and bolder on your journey. We'll see you next week with another episode of Healing Ground Movement Podcast. Be well. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got a little something out of it to help you on your journey to health. Please, if you're inclined, share this podcast with a friend so we can help more people lead healthier lives. Now, remember, the information expressed in these interviews is for informational and not diagnostic or treatment purposes. However, I hope you find that having the right information and resources can go a long way to helping you on your healthcare journey. Ask the right questions and seek out professional health. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. Be well.